0: Hello, hello. This is uh, Brian, and sitting on my left is.
1: It's Jasmine. Jasmine again. Here, right? <laughs> <It's> amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What am I doing here? Uh, yeah.
0: But um, this is uh, wine from on the vine to the road. I tasted, and and this week we're going to be talking about uh, Brunello di Montalcino. Did Montel- I say that right? Montalcino. Montel- Montel- and, uh, this is from, uh, Castellino is the,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is the winery this comes from. So we will be talking about that, but things that happened this week, both Jasmine and I got to visit both of our parents at my parents, at my parents' house, actually it wasn't my parents' house, This is my brother's house, but my dad came over, we worked outside uh, welding one of my uh, tra- trailers and, and um... Jasmine went up there with me and she sat in the train. It
1: was pretty noisy. <laughs> it was noisy, <laughs> it was it was sparks loud.
0: flying everywhere. were there. doing voice stuff, yeah, stuff. And my dad, he brought a, a bar stools and he wanted them to get all welded too, so we did like a big welding. <laughs> it was a
1: big welding party. It was a big welding party.
0: <laughs> that was yeah, fun. Two
1: brothers and their are
0: Yeah. We got to visit uh, Jasmine's parents, which is where we are right now. you want to talk about that a little
1: bit? Yeah. Well, we, yeah we visited them earlier this week,
0: right? We had mm-hmm. dinner with them. Yeah. And we tried, Tuesday, yeah, I we tried
1: that. to like get together and make sure that we, you know, just check in with our parents and, mm-hmm. and make sure that they're doing okay. Yeah. Um, social distancing. We do wear our masks because we obviously, you know, need to keep that going for, for my dad's health for one. And because he's... You know vulnerable and yeah. sensitive to situation and his doctor advised us that when we come over we wear a mask
0: yeah well and both of our parents are up in that age over 65. Where mm-hmm. so we gotta be really uh, careful like we don't want to hurt them
1: yeah like but we gotta have a nice dinner with with my parents two times this week mm-hmm. and this week since we're talking about the brunello del montecino my mom actually got a wine well, her her brother and his family, my uncle, went to Italy this past year before the whole COVID thing happened. I think it was last summer, so 2019. The, they went to Italy like two or three times in the summer. Hmm. And while he was there, my he said that he wanted to bring my mom some wine. And, and so my mom was asking me right then and there on the spot, like, what wine should I ask my brother to bring back? And... So I was naming off the top of my head the, the different areas of Italy. And one of them I told her was one that we really needed to try was a Brunello di Montecino. Mm-hmm. For one, they're considerably expensive here. They're a DOCG. We're gonna get into that a little bit later. So they, they're costly here in the States. You could get them in Italy for a much better price, but they're still costly. You're gonna get them a little a little bit higher price here so it was really awesome that he was able to bring us one straight from Italy well he brought a couple of bottles and then um she we opened it with her and and drank it with her but she paired it with a a nice dinner that night that we had it the first time with her and she she made a salad um a sorrento salad with uh, like Italian northern Italian dressing some rustic bread she made a parpadelli pasta with marinara sauce, some spicy sausage, and she had put in some fresh basil, and she had parmesan. So it went really nice with the wine. And then we just revisited the Brunello di that this evening, and we had a, a different winery, a different year. The one we drank with my mom was a 2015, you said? Mm, yes, yes. And then tonight we had a 2014 Brunello mm-hmm. di Montecino by a winery called Castellino. And so I felt
0: like it was lighter than the last one.
1: The other one was heavier, mm-hmm. much heavier. So I'll let you take a turn. And yeah. Talk.
0: Yeah. Well, so yeah, as I said, it felt like it was a lighter wine. And so there are two areas to Montalcino uh, uh, Chino. It's gonna take me a while to use that one. Mm-hmm. There are two areas to Montalcino Chino. There's the valleys which uh, which flow along the river Orchia, Orcia, Orchia, and um, ora, mm-hmm. and uh, this area has uh, thick thick deposits of of clay. So in that area there, you're gonna have your intense dark fruit, and it'll be a much uh, denser wine. and then your hillsides are are rocky. Uh, with some uh, clay in there, and that's that's it'll be much uh, lighter, but with more flowering aromatics. So I think what we tasted today, the Castellino, uh I I, I believe that came from a hillside. Is what yeah. is what? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, and um, actually, what I looked up on this one, it, it is grown on a hillside. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So and, and there's there's almost a thousand foot elevation difference in between the two at ele- elevations I think is from 450 up to 1500 in elevation. So that's quite a, a difference in elevation. Um, it's about half of when we drive up to uh, a vista point from the bottom of the floor, Highway 74, which if you know Coachella Valley, we have a big uh, hillside. It's about 9,000 feet high are our, our, our mountains that surround us and and we can drive up 4,500 feet of that. but. Uh, So the total area of Montalcino is uh, 24,000 hectare acres, which comes out to about 59,000 acres. And 3,500 of those hectare acres, which comes to 8,600 acres of of U.S. acres, is is wineries or or, or vineyards, I'm sorry, or vineyards. 2,100 of those I'm sorry. Five thousand one hundred of those acres are Sangiovese. So Sangiovese, which is which, what makes up the Brunello, right? The Brunello right. di the Montecino, That is a majority of what is grown in that area. And uh, Jasmine will go deeper into that. But uh, just to put it into perspective, a Disneyland is 85 acres. So you figure about 60 Disneyland's is how much uh, area is grown for Sangiovese in Mont Montel Montelcino. <laughs> Montelcino. I'm sorry. I'll never get it. I'll, I'll never don't get it. Italian. No,
1: no I don't. neither do I. But I have a friend who has ta- taught me how to say certain things correctly. Yeah. I still yeah. need help because I'm not. I don't speak Italian either. But
0: yeah. You know, it's so a- so almost ten percent of the of of the Sangiovese valley itself is. I'm sorry. Uh, 10% of the Montalcino, uh, uh, around 10% is just Sangiovese, a, a grape being uh, grown. So it's it's a uh, very important a grape to this area. And again, Jasmine will go further into that. But that's what I have when it comes to the area of Montalcino. Uh, but I would like Jasmine to go more into the wine.
1: Do you want to talk about the the food that we had with this one first and then because mine's going to get detailed here oh
0: yeah well uh we had a so when we showed up when we showed up we're like hey guys we're going to do a podcast when we show up to your house and they're like oh that's cool and we showed up with the wine
1: and we explained to them what it was and and they're going to have this
0: little mexican meal (laughs) this little spanish meal
1: yeah
0: and then when they found out what the wine was they changed everything
1: yeah and um so my parents do yes they're they're chefs at heart, even mm-hmm. though they're not. Yeah, they might as well be. Yeah, they might as well be. So, mm-hmm. uh,
0: we had a filet mignon, which was uh, he made it medium rare, and it was excellent. Like he, that, yeah, yeah. So what he did is when he cut up the filet mignon, he dipped it into a uh, 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 garlic and olive oil. And he spritzed it with something else too. He spritzed it with uh,
1: some sort watching. of
0: fruit. I think it was it was lemon, and mm. and he just mixed it up. He threw he it did on lime. a yeah. Oh, did he? He did mm-hmm. lime. Okay. Not so, Yeah, and then he threw it onto uh, a hot uh, plate, and oh, it was.
1: It was in one of those iron skillet indoor grills.
0: Yeah, it was. It was so.
1: it on top of your stovetop and you yeah. grill inside the house.
0: Yeah, he he. He, he cooks
1: meat to perfection. Yeah,
0: he he does a good job. He it really was like does.
1: a perfect accompaniment to the asparagus. You know.
0: Yeah, and then you said we had a, a rice uh, a pilaf, she right? And my
1: mom made a rice pilaf, mm-hmm. and then she made um, the thin asparagus. Asparagus, yeah. But not the I don't know what the I forget what you call the thinner the French cut mm-hmm. asparagus versus the larger thicker yeah. traditional. That was really good.
0: Yeah, and then.
1: We had a salad. We had a
0: salad that a just, Jasmine made. Just,
1: yeah. yeah, it was just romaine uh, with spinach and sliced almonds and some pink lady apples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so
0: yeah, that's what we paired with tonight. Everyone chose their own yeah.
1: dressing, so mm-hmm. there was no specific dressing. Mm-hmm. We had balsamic vinaigrette, blue cheese on, out on the table, and mm-hmm. so and ranch, but who, whatever, whoever picked what, but.
0: And and the cool thing was is usually when we come over and we have wine, your brother will not indulge.
1: No, he's not yeah, but really into wine.
0: He really
1: Well when we when yeah, we were talking about it before
0: it got him excited. Yeah, yeah. and he's
1: like and I told him I said it's a wine that you need to taste. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's something special. It's, you know, these wines average like 59, 60 bucks and up. So yeah. depending on the year. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the 100 barrel score ratings right now uh, of a of a Brunello that I've been studying is uh, another winery uh, by Ranieri. and mm-hmm. they are like hundred dollars for. Mm-hmm. I believe it's a 2013 mm-hmm. vintage. Mm-hmm. So we have a 2014 mm-hmm. here, and so. We just, yeah. I got my brother, you know, a little information on it and, mm-hmm. and he really enjoyed it. It was, he didn't realize that he liked Italian wine. I don't think he's ever really had Italian wine before. I need to ask him later.
0: Well, and I mean, the older this wine is, is really, is usually the better anyways. But yeah. Yeah, it, it yeah really, the longer it's,
1: too.
0: You know, so that's pretty much what we had. We had the filet with the rice pilaf. We had a nice salad and we had asparagus. And it went very very well he did have a uh, uh your dad loves to make hot salsa and i did have some of that
1: no i didn't try yeah, so did. did
0: yeah, I, I did have some of that i threw it on the rice and it did kind of conflict with uh, uh yeah with the taste so yeah. don't don't do anything spicy like that yeah cuz it'll 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 actually add to the already heavy acidity Mm. or the hidden acidity the, yeah. this one was not very high acid. Very,
1: yeah. Yeah, it was very mild yeah, yeah. in the
0: acid but it, it it, so just stay away from the spices you know when it comes to this but the rice appeal pilaf went very very well with it, it was calm helped accent the flavor of the wine and the uh, filet mignon uh, the way it was cooked, it wasn't super peppery, it wasn't salted it wasn't a uh, garlic, it wasn't anything like that, you know it had a little bit of had a little bit of garlic in it, but not too much. It was very, very minimal. It didn't conflict with the wine. It paralleled with yeah. the wine.
1: It, it was the, like the the texture of the the steak, the filet mignon,
0: mm-hmm.
1: was the perfect density and and not it, it, it's not a fatty meat, but it mm-hmm. did have he, the way he cooked it was a little bit tender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in in the past I've had filet mignon and they seem to overcook it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but my dad's was paired perfectly with this, I feel elegant style. Like as far as oak, acidity, fruits, it was very uh, transitional in the palate, and it paralleled with the the meat dish perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they did a good job.
0: They did a really good job.
1: So, anyways, I love the, the title of you named this episode. Jasmine <laughs> likes Brunello, just don't tell Brian. Don't tell me, you're so funny. <laughs> so this is a Brunello di Montalcino again, and we're gonna talk about the level of astringency of what that means. So it's a Brunello di Montalcino is a D-O-C-G, Italian wine produced in the vineyards as Brian had brought out of Montalcino in the province of Siena, a DOCG under Italian wine law is the highest designation of quality, uh, Italian wine and DOCG. I'm not going to pronounce it in Italian cause I feel like my tongue is going to twist with that right now. So I'm just going to say it in English, it's means um, denomination of controlled and guaranteed origin and a Brunello is 100% Sangiovese Grosso. Uh, So there's more than one type of Sangiovese, and within the history of the Sangiovese grape, um, and particularly to Brunello de Montecino, the uh, Sangiovese Grosso is grown on the slopes, as Brian had brought out, which we discovered this particular one we had tonight, was grown on the hillsides. Um, So this is a classic Tuscan hilltop village where the Mm Sangiovese Grosso is grown. The minimum of aging for a DOCG wine is two years with at least one year in oak barrel fermentation. A Reserva wine is aged for at least a minimum of three years with a total aging of six years in in the barrel. Brunello was believed to be an indi- individual grape varietal uh, grown in the Montalcino district, but in 1879, the in the province of Siena, Amphilographic Commission, uh, after a few years of controlled experiments, realized that the Sangiovese and the Brunello grape were the same grape varietal. So they After working that out, they discovered in Monticino that the name Brunello evolved into the designation, and so they kept that designation from the wine produced there, even though at that time they realized Brunello grape was the same as a Sangiovese grape.
0: You see that a lot of the times in in the industry where they're just now figuring out that like they had uh, the Palo Verde trees, mm-hmm. they had them in two separate genuses for the longest time, mm-hmm. and then now they they're like, oh, you know what? These are all in the same oh, Parkinsonia. It's not Ceratidium anymore. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, they 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 still do this. They still figure out that that genuses and species are, are similar, or they're not as similar as they thought that they were. Right. So the scientific community is always. Making these uh, changes, it's it's, it's an ever changing environment.
1: Or discovering that something yeah. might be the same, but they don't realize it's from the same species. Yeah, or... correct. Yeah. Um, with these wines too, I just wanted to bring out that you can continually re, uh, age them for decades. So, right now, a 2015 Brunello di Montalcino is at perfect age to drink it right now. So. Mm. The taste on it, the acidity, the flavor, the the profile is going to be just right. Mm-hmm. And if anything, of course, older than that is going to be that much more better. Yeah. But right now, twenty fifteen is the the year to to buy Brunello, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's ready to drink.
0: Sangiovese is 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 known for its super thick skins, right? And so it takes longer to break down, and
1: yeah, it, yeah. So. I was going to bring that out that the <laughs> no it's okay I just I was going to say that the acidity level traditionally on a Brunello is bright and mm-hmm. so the tan the tannic structure is is predominant and you have those two aspects of it the fact that it needs time to age because it already has that kind of composition it it shows you that it's definitely a wine that you can age just like much of a like a cabernet you would think of a cabernet laying down for between 5 and 8 years that has a brighter acidity and more of a tannic mm-hmm. boldness mm-hmm. that's the same for this you would apply that kind of principle in the same way when it comes to aging yeah. there's if you even take that into the bordeaux world from italy just like you would have a more tannic structure on the left bank you could compare that to Brunello del Monticino because the Cabernet has a more tannic structure,
0: mm-hmm. a
1: brighter acidity, or a more noticeable acidity. So the same with the Brunello del Montecino, that's the characteristics of this type of grape mm-hmm. varietal.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: what this the how the Sangiovese Grosso grows and shows off its personality and that's the kind of wine that it is. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely one that you can you can um, collect. And and have a few bottles now and store them for later, and mm. so that's a perfect type of aging wine as well.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I was really surprised. I'm glad your uncle uh, brought this over. Or, yeah. Or me too. And and what's what's nice too is when we get when we get to a certain like so the the wines that we look at are are not huge uh, producers of wine. They're very small you know 2000 4000 cases 6000 cases which going around the world is not that much so the nice thing is sometimes you can find a, a deal on these so this one that we had tonight was originally was originally you said um, it was originally 60 like
1: 60 or 70
0: but then they're trying to clear it out mm-hmm. so you found it for about $40 right so
1: because well, it's a 2014 so yeah. they want them to Get bought and, and drank because they already have their 2015s yeah. ready to mm-hmm. to go on the market.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to save money on this, just do some shopping, uh, shop around and look. And, and if not, you're going to be paying you know sixty to a hundred dollars uh, for a bottle. But it, it's it's <laughs> worth every it's worth every cent. The hard part for tonight was is we had five people uh, drinking out of the one Come bottle. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I it really it's one glass. That's yeah. five cores seven fifty milliliter. Yeah. And so we were really Yeah. Because we everyone really enjoyed it. Yeah. I was like, wow. It went really fast. I did well, we didn't know my brother was gonna have any. And actually my dad tasted it too, and he doesn't really drink red wine. No, he doesn't. And he really he enjoyed it either. too. Yeah. And there's many beneficial health aspects for the heart with mm. red wine. Mm. And uh Italian wines are known for being traditionally or biodynamic or organically farmed. Mm-hmm. And they have a lower uh, sulfite level. And, and so there's many health properties uh, that contribute to a healthy heart. So mm-hmm. if he starts drinking a little bit of red wine, this is the, the Italian wines would be perfect for him. And he really enjoyed it, so.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I recall, I read, uh, I think Sangiovese was number five.
1: It mm-hmm. well, part of the wine, yeah, yeah part of the grouping of healthy yeah. wines.
0: Number one was being a Merlot, which kind of surprised me, but that's, that's you can
1: get a Merlot in Italy, a Super oh, yeah. Tuscan. Okay, so I would recommend Italian wines for mm-hmm. people who are looking for Italian wines are traditionally natural, like they do not add anything or chemically to their farming or their practices. Mm-hmm. And so people that are sensitive to that, or they're looking for a, a better or healthier aspect to a wine making mm-hmm. production, mm-hmm. you would take them to an Italian wine. Mm. Those are the ones you would recommend out of all the wines Italian is my first recommendation to people
0: mm.
1: because of what I know about that yeah. And, and, yeah. and how I can share those those health benefits. Or so People that are sensitive to those things. Yeah. Cause they want to drink wine and not everybody can drink wine sometimes because it affects them adversely
0: what was fun too tonight is we were decanting oh, We decanted this for over an hour yeah yeah and, and we probably could have decanted it for another hour what was so much fun is while everything was being cooked you would walk over or yeah you would walk over and you would smell through the decanter and the smell of the wine and with the flammignon and oh, all.
1: god, it just throwing all these little really oh, pretty aromatics together. You could actually smell the wine, like you said, coming out of the decanter. Yeah, and the food was like bringing that out. So cooking on the stove top in that iron skillet griddle, and then I think my mom making her rice, like mm-hmm. the aromatics from the rice, and mm-hmm. and then going by the bar with the wine decanting, it's just all that kind of fused together
0: yeah. it, it reminded really me awesome. of the candy store up in up in Idlewild. yeah oh, that one candy store and and they have uh this homemade of uh, licorice up there mm-hmm. it's a black licorice. It. Mm-hmm. yeah and so when i smelled uh that compared with the flame f- i smelled that that uh, licorice and i like smell yeah this is a. It's a pretty. Uh, well,
1: highly aromatic. Yeah.
0: yeah. Even though this was a, a lighter wine than the other one, uh, it was. It was. Yeah. The 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 aroma was was magnificent. It was mm-hmm. pretty neat. And so yeah, there there is a little uh, town uh, up the mountains from us. It, I think it's at like uh, six thousand or, or five thousand feet, called Idlewild. It's a. It was. Uh, they were trying to make a ski a community out of it, and now it's just a tourism spot. You know, and, and
1: there's really no place to ski, is it? Yeah, not
0: anymore. I mean,
1: there's snow up there, yeah, but maybe, it, it's, at a later a, time. it's a
0: it's oh, a uh, it's a failed area area. But um, there's like a gastronome really up there. Time. Yeah, it's really It's a fun area. place to
1: walk through and eat yeah. at, and you yeah. can go hiking up there too. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of hiking. Yeah. <laughs> hiking up there.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, so the, um, uh, that's all for the Brunello di Montalcino by Castellino Wineries. Um, but other things that are going on in the wine world, I was reading some articles from um, Champagne, and they have problems with uh, a powdery mildew, and they have problems with uh, downy mildew. I just found these articles, I found them extraordinary Because a powdery mildew, well, out here in the Coachella Valley, we have a problem with powdery mildew on our roses. I know it's not a grapevine, but on our roses we have them. And what I used to do in Indio was I would plant a, a garlic in between the roses. And for some reason, the powdery mildew would not affect those roses. And now they're saying in Champagne, they're using an actual garlic spray Reduce the possibility of powdery mildew on, on the grapes, and uh, powdery mildew is a is a fungus, and um, it creeps along the leaves, goes down the stems, and it eventually will uh, choke out the grapes. So it, it can it can damage a crop if it's not, you know, if it's not under control. And the thing about Champagne is that they have really high strict uh, viticulture regulations. So there's only so many things that they can do uh, when it comes to that. And then another thing they're working on is on the downy mildew, which is very similar to powdery mildew. It's, it looks similar, um, only your downy mildew is more of a rust, and then your powdery mildew is, uh, it can be white out brown. Um, but they act pretty much similar is um, to control the downy mildew. They're trying to figure out the mating habits of, of how it it um, expands, how it continues you know, to grow. They want to disable or confuse the mating habits to keep it under control. And they proved this once before in 1974, sorry, in 1974, where they released a pheromone to control the European Mm-hmm. the european grape moth that was uh, a devastating uh, grape vineyards and what they would do is release a pheromone and it would disturb the mating habits and then they saw a drastic uh, decline in in these moths so just things that are going on in the wine world uh, again in in champagne the regulations are high so you got to find other ways to take care of things you know people don't like hearing that that we've used Roundup, or that we've uh, sprayed insecticides on on orange trees or citrus trees, so we have to,
1: use, want to find healthy yeah. alternatives. Yeah, that's so right. That it's healthier for the environment, healthier for people. And, yeah, yeah, and that was really interesting uh, yeah. learning about that downy mildew and, and how they're trying to um, basically find a way to not let the the fungus mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stop meeting.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just tell it. Just give it a, a, a good it luck. After, it, uh, well, the um, but the the, the downy mildew uh, it affects mainly the cab, the cabernet sauvignon and the chardonnay. So they really need to keep that under control. Those are some two really good, uh, a grape grape uh, varieties, and you don't well, like I,
1: the the main grape mm-hmm. varieties. are the they're the most common. Mm-hmm. well new world and then in um france because yeah. cabernet is dominated on dough and chardonnay is vergonia mm-hmm. chardonnay is one of the main grapes they use to mix uh in the champagne mm-hmm. these three Chardonnay, mm-hmm. so of your head it's pretty <laughs> amazing <laughs>
0: All right, guys. Well, this is uh wine from On the Vine to the Road it, it tasted. and We really appreciate you listening to our podcast. We hope our information helps you and we hope you find some good wines that we talk about or maybe something interesting you said. That's why we do this. Um, and we enjoy doing this. So we're just gonna be going to keep on doing it, whether you like it or not. So. <laughs> 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 you really like sure. doing it. Yeah.
1: If you guys. Uh you have any questions as to what to pair it with or whatever questions you might have just uh, let us know through our instagram page
0: we- yeah, instagram and then we also have a website jasmine.com okay. website yeah. that's our
1: main
0: vacation line with you guys yeah there and there there is if there isn't i'll, I'll install it there should be a place where you can comment um, on there. If not, it's mainly our, our Instagram, which is Yeah. And, well,
1: to, to do that, we'd love to help you, uh, you know, really enjoy any, any of the wines that we talk about. And so you can get the most out of them. Okay. So thank you. Thanks guys.
0: <laughs> oh, bye-bye.
1: Bye.